I recorded an episode last week before I found out that DMX died. Uh, he was still in the hospital, and he was, uh, I believe, in a coma, and he's passed away since. Rest in peace, Earl Simmons. <laughs> At this point, DMX is still in critical condition. I think he's breathing on his own, but it's still pretty, it's not surprising. It's just, wow, man. You, you think you think about DMX, you think about like, I think about like being in the army in North Carolina and hearing DMX and not even like and not even like DMX like hearing him like growing and becoming like a oh you know like you know the the DMX is coming DMX is coming out like DM I remember when DMX man DMX was just like a uh, I heard him on like Mace's album. Mace in Beth. Mace is like a he was a he was a pastor. He became he became a pastor after his album. Mace was on the Bubblegum label, which you don't think about Bad Boy as the Bubblegum label, but with Mace, it kind of was. I mean, Bad Boy was run by Sean Diddy Combs, and then Sean had P. Diddy or Puff Daddy had Notorious B.I.G., which, you know, street shit, like that real, that real, real street shit. And can we talk about street? We'll we'll get to it, but um, actually, yeah, I don't think that it, rap music is broken down into different things. To me, rap group rap music is just the. It, when you talk about right, you can't you can't just lump everybody into the same thing. Rap music is they all talk about the same. They don't talk about the same thing. The real, real there's there's a thing called gutter. There's a thing called grimy type type rap music. Um, Benny the Butcher, Griselda is the name of the the. You, they have a team of of rappers. I mean, it's all it's it's music, but it's also like it's still business. I mean, and right now, to me, Griselda probably one of my favorite 
um, groups, you know, uh, West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher and, you know, Conway. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before, but Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine got shot in the head and now he has half of his face. Like his his face is curled up. I'll post a picture, but it's curled up like he's snarling. Like that's, and he's still rapping. And when you talk about DMX, when you talk about the way DMX came out, and you you know you listen to his verse on uh, 24, 24 hours to live on Mace's album, Mace's first album, Harlem World, which was like some bubblegum kind of shit. Like Will Smith type. I mean, cursing, but very like, yay. I have sex with women. I have sex with little girls. And not little girls. Jesus, that sounds terrible. I have sex with girls that are of age and willing. And that's what the that's what his album was about. Just doing stuff like that. And then he makes this song with the locks, Jada Kiss, Sheik Looch, and uh, uh, Styles P, who's a vegan now. Um, I want to do a thing. I want to do a thing where I talk about rappers, how they are, and what they do now. Because my one of my favorite rappers from Texas, and his, his name is Bun B. He's a professor at. <laughs> he's a professor like a college professor. Uh, and Styles P just opened uh, one of the biggest street dudes in the game. You keep it real, nigga, all, all that. He opened a vegan juice bar in, you know, probably Harlem. But I'm just amazed listening to, you know, 24 left until my breath. 24 left until my death. So I'm going to take a lot of lives. I mean, his delivery was different. The verse, one of the one of his verses from a song uh, called 4321, it was a song with, I think this verse might be overlooked because it's a verse, it's on L, it's LL Cool J's song, right? L.O. Cool J, you know the, the legendary rapper, out of Queens, pretty boy, all that. So that's the thing about the Queens, Queens dudes was they would always, you know, they were always flashy, real dress, dressy, dressy, dressy types. And he had Method Man, he had, uh, you know, all these cats, and he had DMX on there, man. And DMX's verse on there, I mean... The delivery, the way he would say like subtle shit that would rhyme, I mean, stay out the dark. Because if I catch you when the sun is down, run it, clown, come up off that. I'm going to gun it down, run it down. Wherever it's going to go, it's going to be that. You see that? The shit will finish you, dog. Believe that. Where we at? Do you value your life as much as your possessions? Don't be a stupid nigga. Learn a lesson. I'm going to get you either way, and it's better to live 
Let me get what's in your sock because it's better to give than receive. Believe what – that's one of those things where we talk about flow. Let me get what's in your sock because it's better to give than receive. Believe what I say when I tell you. It's like it leads you. It flow. It's a flow. Leads you to the next thing. Believe what I say when I tell you. Don't make me put you somewhere where nobody can smell you. It's it's one of those things where if you really listen, it's what I realize about a lot of people is that they don't know how to listen to rap music. Number one, they don't want to. They don't they don't want to listen to it. I've noticed that too. They don't want to listen to it. They don't want to hear what's being said. Yes, I know this is a violent. He's talking about robbing people. You know why? Because he used to rob people. He used to rob people with his dog. No bullshit. He would rob people. <laughs> Come on, man. It's late at night. You're walking up and down the street. You, you, you come across a dude with a bulldog. You're going to give it up, man. A bulldog is a bullet that can chase you. Somebody else said that. I, I didn't. I didn't say that. But I didn't make that up. Ah, man. I remember the first time. I remember the first time I heard uh, Rough Riders' anthem. You know that that stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. The first time I heard that song was at a club in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we had driven to Charlotte from Fayetteville. And that's what you did. When you were in Fort Bragg, you would go to, quote, unquote, big city. So you would go to Charlotte or Raleigh and go to the mall during the day and go to the club at night. And this particular club that we went to, there was a dress code. So the first time that I went up to Charlotte, when I first was stationed in Fort, when I first got there in Fort Bragg, went up with a group of people to Charlotte. We go to Charlotte, drove up to Charlotte, got there, couldn't get in because we weren't dressed properly. So we had to wait outside. And it was so funny. It was a dude that was with us. And I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car, so every every time somebody was like, hey, we're going to go here, we just had to go. I just had to go. Like, I couldn't be like, and I kind of wanted to go. I kind of wanted to get out of the barracks, be you know, be out, you know. That was in my FOMO days. But uh, <laughs> we would go. It was a dude that was with us. He had a collared shirt and he had, you know, some slacks or whatever. They, he just went in. He didn't even <laughs> – with the team, he didn't He – didn't, I'm going in. I don't care. I'm, he went in. He went He went to the club and we, uh, we waited outside and we talked that shit. We were all young and new to Fort Bragg or whatever. So uh, – you know, we went back that night. We didn't stay. We didn't have money to stay in a hotel. We didn't get a hotel room. We, you know, we went back that night. 
fell asleep in the car. So, uh, year and a half later, went to Raleigh, went to that club, got in, right? Brought a dress shirt, didn't need it. We we stayed. Oh my God, we stayed, man. We we this time we got a hotel room, but we shared it. Four dudes, <clears throat> two girls. Two girls got their own room. And one of them girls, whoo, talk about some, oh boy. No, it was three girls. It was three. Lainey, um, Lainey, and then there was another one who was real, she was real fine. Did army fine. Army, uh, yeah, army, army, fine. And then there was another one. <laughs> this woman was, she was a little bit older, right? Older being meaning like twenty eight, and had a had a. I'm doing air quotes. Had a husband, and had a child. Okay. And they stayed in the same room and she was hitting on me. Like, and I was like, where do you, where do you want this to go? Like, where do you want to, I didn't have the wherewithal. I didn't say it like that, but I was like, what do you think is going to happen here in there in your room? I got four dudes in my room. What do you think is going to happen? Right? And, you know, she didn't have an answer for that. There was no, you know, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember what happened, but it wasn't <laughs> what she wanted to happen. Right? Anyway, this is the this is later that night. So during the day, we're all, like, getting ready. You know, we're, we're we got... Military uniforms, we know how to work our, our shit. So regular civilian clothes, oh nigga, we was killing that shit. Man, we had um everybody had their clothes, the shirts they were gonna wear in the bathroom. And then we all took turns taking a shower. And then by the time because they didn't have an iron for some reason, or we didn't want to use their iron, something like that. But we didn't want to wrinkle our shirts. So we put them, yeah, we put them in there. And then we, um, we, <laughs> we all took a shower and all of our shirts were in there. Cause you know, you wear a white t-shirt under the dress shirt. Right. And then all of those shirts were hanging from the, um, office ceilings. You know, that, that type of office paneling ceilings or whatever, those were in the bathroom. So we, we, we hung our shirts, on that shit, everybody showered, and then we were, we felt like, oh, the wrinkles dropped. And man, we got in that car, got our shirts on, got in the car, and drove to that club, which wasn't far from the hotel or whatever, but man, got in, didn't need the shirts, by the way. They let us, they, I saw people in there with t-shirts. 
got in the club and they played that song. And it was people in there that knew the song. And I was like, how do y'all already know the song? But it was like, it was Raleigh people. So they had already heard it on the radio or something. I don't know, but man, stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's a rough rider's road. That was the first time. And then the next song that I heard was uh, Get At Me, Dog. I like that song more than I like the, whatchamacallit, more than I like uh, the Rough Riders anthem. Get at me, dog. Y'all niggas want to be killers. Y'all niggas want the real. Uh, uh, uh. Just that bark. I used to. <laughs> he said. He said. Uh, DMX said faggot a lot. Uh, in his, and I'm not gonna say the word again. But I, you know, he said that word a lot. <laughs> Classic '90s hip hop. Um. Yeah. So shout out to DMX. Shout out to, you know, his influence on the '90s, and how important slash, um, you know, inspirational. I mean. You listen to that dude's music, and then you you know you you want to fight, and then you see him, and you go, "He's five seven. I'd be angry too if I was five eight, five nine, and just <laughs> you know, and addicted to to crack cocaine. I'd be I'd be upset too if I was <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, there's a speedy recovery, and um, yeah. All right, latest follows. Latest follows. These are the these are the people that I have followed recently. Okay, and you know a little bit about them. Uh, Blavity, Blavity is a. I don't want to say blog. I want to say movement and kind of uh, it's run by a very, very young woman, very young black woman. It's uh, I mean, it's black and gravity. So there's a there's some, you know, intertwining there. But, you know, she's done well for herself. She has this platform. She's 32, 33, something like that. And then she just started it. And it's a, I don't want to say a blog, but it's kind of like, it's a magazine-ish type thing. It's a website. It's a, you know, and, you know, it focuses on black culture. So followed her. Um. Sarome Russell. Sarome Russell 
Actually, I'll put a link to his. He just did a new thing with this guy, Kev, on stage. Kev on stage has this. Uh, he started an app, but he's a social uh, um, social media like dude in the in the but in the black space but also he is super religious so he uh you know he's done real he's done real well um his voice uh, his voice is a little you know i'm an i'm an optics person so his voice is to me is i can't but he's he's a funny ass dude besides how he sounds (laughs) um and I, Sarome so did, he does these shows in LA, you know, and he has people come out. And Sarome so did one of, he did a set out there. So I'll put the link to that video. You can see Sarome so Russell in that. And me and him, I'll talk about the show that I did with him later. But um, yeah. Uh, finally, I, I don't know why I'm not following him, but. Uh, so I'll follow him now. So Gallant. Um, so Gallant is a singer. He had a he had a commercial. He actually had a song in a commercial and he sings like very as his falsetto is incredible. Like the his voice control is amazing. So check out So Gallant. Noel. Noel's from Texas. She's just Texan that I met through comedy and then she found out, Oh, you're from Texas, me, me too. And then her husband is from Connecticut. And they're big on guns, so we've talked about uh, you know she she also just had a had a had a boy. No, she had a boy years ago. I wonder how old her son is, six, seven, something like that. But um, yeah, she's big in the guns. Uh, she was a uh, stripper in Texas, and you know, probably when she was really young. You know, when you think stripper, you don't think. Um, you know, you did it for a year or whatever, but I think that's where she was because she was she was out of there. She did it for a little bit, and then she's out of there. And um, yeah, she's she's with her husband here in Virginia. Um, Pusha T, Pusha T. Uh, what can I say about Pusha T? You know, King Push. He was half of the group, the Clips, and they're from Virginia. And, um, yeah, I don't know why I didn't follow King Push. But, um, yeah, I'm following him now. All ball worldwide. All ball worldwide. My cousin's brand. My little cousin started a clothing clothing and lifestyle uh, business. Him and, him and his buddies. And... You know, he's a big sneaker dude, huge sneaker dude. He's in, he's on, um, he's on Instagram as, uh, sneakerhead Dez and he, he works in a shoe store. So he knows all the people and he's, he's inside all, he's got the Travis Scott's, he's got the Cactus Jacks, he's got the, those are the same thing. He's got the, um, yeah, he does well. I mean, he's got all the sneakers that I want to get, and he'll post a picture. He's got the off-whites that I wanted. So um, I started following his shit. Um, 
I don't know who DJ Stevens is. I think DJ Stevens, oh, he's a basketball player with incredible hops. Insane hops. And he plays like overseas. He's doing well. Um, and I decided I'm going to start a new segment called My Newest Unfollows. Here are my newest unfollows on Instagram. I G thoughts. A few of them. I don't remember their names, but I have unsubscribed. And then there's uh, Kathy Drayton. If you look on Instagram, you'll see her. You'll see what she does. And I unfollowed her. Okay. I don't want. Um, I think I'm done with Instagram porn on Instagram. I'm done with the sexual, uh, you know, I don't, I can't, I, I don't, I don't need that. I'm, I'm done with it. So I'm unfollowing all of that. The problem is it'll keep popping up. If I roll through my feed, like they'll keep <laughs> somebody's, Big ass will be shaking in the camera. I keep seeing it. Uh, and, and I'm just making sure as soon as I... And then what will happen is I'll see it. And oh, by the way, there's a video of DMX on a roller coaster with a little girl. Hilarious. Check it out. I'll, I'll put it in the feed here. Um... And I'll keep saying he's big. And there's no there's no censor, like there's no censorship. It's not like it's no, it's just it's porn. It's just a big jiggly ass in the it's soon as you scroll down. I'm looking at pictures of my daughter and then booty. The next the next thing. Jiggly ass. So that had to that had to change. So IG thoughts are gone. Kathy's Raiden. Is gone. Um, Roxy Q Flex, I had to get. I had to get rid of her. Um, there's a girl out of Canada. She's not as naked as some of the others. She's just a bodybuilder, but I mean, she's insane. Not insane like she's crazy. I mean, like she, her body's insane. And I had to. I can't. I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't need. That. I don't. I don't need that anymore. Gotta go. So those are unfollows and follows. I was listening to uh I don't I don't know why, but when I was growing up we had this thing, uh my you know, my mom and dad would listen to a lot of gospel and uh Shirley Caesar, this sermon that she did called Hold My Mule was uh what popped in my head. So I looked it up on YouTube, and there's something about this. You may not know this. Something about this particular sermon that a lot of people know about now. So I'll leave a link in the description to talk about it because I just find it funny that something that I heard so long ago is relevant now. You know, part of it anyway. 
and it's just hilarious to to hear to see here whatever um i got the first vaccine shot i got the first dose through cvs and i had i had signed up for several places my job had one um sign up and then you know volunteer quote unquote you have to do air quote volunteer to do it and had that one i signed up with cvs i signed up with giant <laughs> i signed up with giant because my mom got hers through her local uh grocery store local grocery store in texas is called heb she got hers through heb my uh and i had i signed up for one with fairfax county also and i, I got the I looked on CVS at 5 a.m. because that's what you got to do. You got to go in and refresh the page or whatever. And then I refresh it. I got a a thing, a, um, a appointment. And then, you know, I got I get my second dose at the beginning of May. And then as soon as I got that first one, I got all the other ones that I signed up for. Like every one of them. Oh, hey, did you want a vaccine? Well, we're doing that. We're giving vaccines. We're giving vaccines. Would you like one? I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. The second that I got the first one, I knew I was going to get. I knew I was going to get the second one and third and fourth. So I'm happy for that. If anybody needs a vaccine, go through uh my job or uh giant because <laughs> they've got it they've got it for you um i just did a virtual show my next live show my next live show whoo my next live show is going my next live show is going to be at the dc improv i'm opening for Christian Finnegan. That'll be the first show at in DC, the first show at the DC Improv. And um I'm excited. I'm I'm happy. Uh, I got some new jokes that I haven't been able to work on, but you know, I'll figure it out. I um I, oh, they asked me if I wanted to do that uh that like drive-in show they had a drive-in they have a drive-in show coming up they said hey what are you doing on the i was like i'm i'm busy i got (laughs) i knew it was for that show they didn't say hey we want you to do the driving i just knew it was for that i'm like i'm not i I can't i can't do drive-in shows even even uh even virtual shows the virtual show i did earlier today i was like I was like, I can't, I don't, I can't hear anybody laughing. That's, bugs me. And I can't, uh, I can see them laughing, which is okay, I guess, but I can't hear them. That's not, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Um, And, 
you know, getting out there and then getting out there and doing live shows is a little nerve wracking. But even that, I'm like, so I did, last live show I did, I did in a place called Leesburg, uh, Virginia. And outskirts of D.C., far from D.C., um, probably, probably Republican, probably. Most people out there, Trump supporters, mostly, probably. And that's okay. I was just there to make them laugh. I wasn't there to, it's not a town hall. And I was worried because I had some new jokes that I had to do. And I was worried that, you know, there was a lady out there. And my other show, there was a there was a heckler too. I'm noticing for these live shows, a lot of hecklers. A lot of people that are, are either they're just getting out, like they haven't been out at all. And they're so excited that they're that they're just drinking and talking. But hopefully not at the DC Improv and, and at the end of the, at the what is it, twenty second? Or whatever. 22nd through the 24th or whatever. And I mean, the other show I did outside in the cold, Heckler. And the show we did in Leesburg. Lady up front. Lady up front. They always think they're helping. White lady up front. They always think they are helping. And it just... Talking in a talking in a way where this they're talking so low that only you can hear it. This little little stand up uh, uh, talk right here. Talking so low that only you can hear it. They're just yelling out random shit, and no one else can hear it. Cause this place we're at in Leesburg, it's a, it's the theater. Um, I forgot the name. It's called the Tally Ho. Yep, and it's in downtown, uh, um, downtown Leesburg, right? And I had performed there so weird. I had performed there years ago, and I remember how I did, and I was like, I might, I might do okay. I might not. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm not comfortable. I don't know what jokes. I know what jokes I'm going to tell. I just don't know what order, and. I did I did great on that show. I was so happy with that set because a lot of those jokes I had been doing virtually. One of those jokes in particular, maybe two of them, I thought of before. I'm sorry, I thought of during the pandemic and then I worked on them virtually and then I brought them to the live show. So I was happy about that, that it worked out, but the energy, uh, I don't know, the energy, I fed off the crowd again, I, I got back on the bike again. That's what it felt like. Like I'm getting back into the same mode. I hit the lady that was yapping. I hit her, not hard, not in a mean way. I hit her in a way where the audience could be like, yeah, you have been talking, can you shut up? please kind of and but kept it moving with the show so 
I mean, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Maybe I'll post some audio of it in here. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I just wanted to talk a little bit. I mean, that's the pod. I mean, I, I've been doing these for a while. I haven't done one for a while. I just wanted to, you know, get back with you, with you all, make sure you're okay. Um, really just, I'm a narcissist and I wanted to talk in your ear for a little bit. (laughs) Um, but I do hope you're doing good. You know, I know it's been a while. Um, yeah, DC Improv. That's the next live show. I got a show in Arlington, speechless, but that's not me. That's me with a couple people, and then, you know, there's a lot of PowerPoint presentations, things like that. That's not me, okay? The DC Improv show, this podcast, of course, is all me, but the DC Improv show, that's that's going to be me too. So if you want to go to something, if you're around DC area, come on out. Um, April 22nd through the 24th, come laugh, risk your life. If you got the vaccine, one dose, two doses, come see us. You know, I don't know if people can get in without that, without that goofy card, that stupid card that doesn't fit anywhere. I got to buy a fucking purse to have that card. Well, I don't know why they make it that size. It's It's double the size of a regular card. I can't, I, do I put it in my, I don't want to bend it. I don't want to break it. It's not a, it's not a, you know, I don't know. Anyway, first world, first world problems. Um, right now it is April 8th. I hope DMX is still alive. And if that's the case, you know. One hell of a life. But it's dark and hell is hot. That creepy that that helicopter flew over right as I was saying. <laughs> ah, so funny. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.